Hey friends, before we get started, just wanted to remind you, now is the time to sign up for the Life and Leadership Newsletter. We've got some incredible resources coming out in 2024, including 12 books that might just change your life. You can sign up today at the link in the show notes or go to follow the number two leadcoaching.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for life and leadership in Christ. This episode is a deeper dive episode. That's right. That means it's just me and you talking about what we heard in the interview. Now, this week's interview was with Amy Bakley, and she talked about the homeward ache. Specifically, she talked about uh, what it means to long for peace in Christ. And one of the conversations that we got to have is this idea about storytelling. She's a phenomenal writer. Actually, she's just really good with words. She gets it. And I asked her the question, how do you tell a good story? Right? Because as leaders, you and I, we're constantly communicating with people. We're talking to people about our vision, our mission, our values. We're trying to communicate. And one of the ways that we do that is through storytelling. And so I, I asked her, how do you tell a good story? And her response was fascinating. The very first thing that she said is something that I wrote down and circled. As a matter of fact, on my Instagram, I did a reel about it, at uh, TWMilt on Instagram. But what she said was, if you want to tell a good story, the best way to tell it is to live it well. The best way to tell a story is to live it well. And I really began to think, what does that mean? What does it mean to live it well? When you think about living your life in a regular kind of way, what does that look like? And specifically, if you're listening to this in real time, when schedules are off, like we're getting ready to go into Christmas and then we're going to go into New Year's and that week between Christmas and New Year's is chaos. But it's not the only time that there's chaos in your life. Every time there's transition, there's chaos. Every time that there's movement, new jobs, new relationships, pain points, those kind of things, they all come with a little bit of hardship, a little bit of chaos, a little bit of transition. And so I was thinking, right, what are some things that you and I can do as leaders to help live it well, to, so that we can tell the best stories, so that we can be fully present. So today's Deeper Dive is all about helping you live it well. Be present. Be present. The scripture for today's comes from Matthew 6. I love Matthew 6, and we're going to get into it. 33 and 34, it says, But Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Right, and this text from Matthew is all about not worrying and about how worry is in itself taking us away from God. And so the call here is to be fully present to worry about today in the recovery community, we say to live one day at a time. And I think Matthew 6, 33 and 34 really points us to that. Seek first his kingdom, Matthew says, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
Again, powerful verses for Matthew. And so if we think about this practically, how do you and I as everyday leaders begin to live in the present, to live it well, to be here, especially in the midst of chaos? So I was kind of uh, praying and thinking about what are some good tips that maybe we could hold on to in the midst of our chaos. And so I've got to share them with you today. The first tip, tip number one, don't abandon your morning routine. Leaders, I, I know that you have a routine in the morning. And I know when life gets chaotic, the first thing that we want to do is skip it. We want to skip the time in the word. We want to skip the workouts. We want to skip the time in silence or the prayer time or the things that you do that ground you. But the reason I think that uh, your morning routine is so important is because it helps establish the rhythm of the day. So even if you're on break, summer break, vacation, I always encourage people, don't abandon your morning routine. Don't give up on it. Stick with it. As a matter of fact, double down on it. Now, I'm not saying that you have to get up at the same time you always do. If you get up at 5 o'clock, you don't have to get up at 5 o'clock during break or during vacation or during the transition. Get up whenever you want, but just move and allot your time so that you can do your morning routine. Starting the day with some key accomplishments is huge. It's huge for your mental and physical and emotional capacities. For me, I read my Bible. I try to sit in silence. I try to work out seven days a week. Even even one of the days is just a walk. But still, I want to get my body moving. It's part of how I operate. All right, so tip number one. If you want to stay fully present in the midst of chaos, don't abandon your morning routine. Number two, put down social media. I'll say it again for the people in the back. Put down social media. Here's the problem. When we're in chaos... We're looking for something to cope with the stress. There is nothing more than what social media wants than to be that coping mechanism for you. But when you get sucked in, it's hard to get out. Come on. Amen. You with me? Yet, in order to keep moving through the chaos of this particular transition, we have to put it down. And it's really hard to be present if you're always thinking about posting. And look, I'll be the first one to admit I'm posting on the gram all the time. Sometimes it's later gram though. Sometimes I take a picture and then come back to it. Sometimes I um, miss days at a time, right? It's very often I take at least one day off a week, not even intentionally, but just because I'm living my life. So put down social media. And, and sometimes that means just putting down the phone, right? If you get sucked into something on your phone, what you don't want to do is all of a sudden lose a couple of hours in the midst of of transition. You want to be intentional with that time so that you, the time serves you and you're not victim to chaos around all that. Okay. So number one, don't abandon your morning routine. Number two, put down social media. And number three, give yourself permission to visit work tasks. Give yourself permission to visit work tasks. So during Christmas break, a lot of the people I know take time off and yet they get so stressed out about taking the time off. It's hard to be off. And so I always tell leaders, give yourself permission to visit the tasks that need to get done. Don't live there. Don't stay there too long. Just visit it, visit it, go in, get it done, check on it, do what you need to do to kind of ease that tension. 
one of the things that I always did for a long time was bring my computer with me on vacation. When I was leading uh, a church, that was one of the practices that I did on a regular basis. I always went with me because sometimes I just needed to feel like it's okay for me to visit work. Now, is that the most healthy thing I've ever done? Probably not, but it was the healthiest thing that I could do for me. So even in the week ahead when I'm going to be mostly off, I will pop down to my office and I'll check on some things. I'll get some things done. I'll do some things. And that for me is so life-giving. It frees me up. It makes me feel like I'm not going to be so stressed out that I'll never be present. Because it's hard to be present with your family when you're thinking about what's mounting up for you at work. As a leader, you bear so much responsibility. And I know that's hard. I know it's hard to be fully present for them and also still try to get stuff done at, you know, and know that stuff is not getting done at work. So that's the tension. So give yourself permission to visit it. Now, you may need someone to hold you accountable to it. Like go talk to your spouse and say, hey, I'm going to go work for an hour. And then at 61 minutes, they call you or you set an alarm on your phone or something. If you don't set the boundary, then eventually you could get sucked into work and then that could lead to a really rough place. And I certainly don't want you blaming me for that. So set an alarm, talk to a friend, talk to your partner, talk about what the options are and visit work if it makes you more present. Now, if you can cut off work and not have a problem with it, go get it, right? It just never works for me. I'm always thinking about something that I should be doing. And so sometimes visiting work is good. As a matter of fact, sometimes I even uh, do it right after my morning routine. And sometimes that happens all before my family gets up. So there's advantages and disadvantages, right? And my spouse and I talk about that and we make it happen. So, okay, let's go over the three things again. The three things that you can do uh, to help stay fully present and live it well in the midst of chaos or transition. Number one, don't abandon your morning routine. Number two, put down social media or anything else that might suck you in. And number three, give yourself permission to visit work tasks. Give yourself permission to visit work. Well, guys, that's it for me today. I hope this episode is life-giving to you. I hope it helps you live a life of integrity, a fully integrated life. As always, if there's anything I can do to help you along in this journey, don't hesitate to let me know. I'm embarrassingly easy to find at TWMilt on Instagram or follow the number 2leadcoaching.com. And don't forget to sign up for the Life and Leadership Newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And as always, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.